it's Billy. Welcome to the Start Small, Believe Big podcast, a safe place for those who find themselves desiring to find their footing in the middle of a life change yet feel inadequate, unwise, and unprepared. You don't have to have it all together to start with one small step. I believe as we allow Jesus to work in and through our lives one step, one decision, and one action at a time, we will find peace and fulfillment. The Lord rejoices as the work begins. So sit down and get comfy or turn up the volume while you work out or get life done. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Today, I want to welcome back our guest, Robin W. Pearson. Robin was with us on episode 157 when her first novel was released. Robin's novel, A Long Time Coming, earned a 2020 Christie Award for first novel. Both her debut and her second novel, Till I Want No More, earned a Publishers Weekly starred review. They show how man's timeless love affair with God affects day-to-day relationships. Robin's writing sprouts from her Southern roots, and she has corrected grammar up and down the East Coast, starting with Hofton Mifflin Company. Her family's faith, life lessons, and life's longings inspire her as a wife, homeschooling mother of seven. (laughs) That just blows me away. An author. What she blogs about on her blog, Mommy Concentrated, she shares her adventures in faith, family, and freelancing. Welcome back, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. I'm so glad you're here. I love talking with you. I love your books. I am I'm a huge fan of all that you're doing to glorify God through your writing. And I'm just so happy for all that accolades that you've you've um, gotten over this past year. <laughs> Tell me about winning the Christie Award. Oh wow. The the big cry. I call that the big cry of November. <laughs> Oh, yeah. How did you find out that you were up for the award? You were nominated. How did you find that out? Well, I was with my mother. Um, she had some um, some surgery last year. She had a really hard year. And so I was with her in the hospital and um, I brought my computer and you know, just in case when the nominations were coming out. And it was such a great moment because, you know, it was a kind of a low moment for her. It was a hard moment for the whole family. And um, but to get to hear the nomination and see it with her, um, it was just a blessing because, you know, the story was inspired so much from, you know, my family, my mom, my dad. So to be able to celebrate with her, it just brightened the whole day. So, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Did you let out a whoop whoop in the hospital? <laughs> a quiet one. That was probably not supposed to be there in the first place. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I've been crying for that under the last year. So you know, the tears started then, you know, we both could, you know, could celebrate and cry together. And uh, she was just so excited. So yeah, that it was a great moment that I could call my husband. And um, I was so worried that I wouldn't get, you know, I wanted to be nominated, but you know, so I didn't even tell Eddie that, you know, the nominations are coming out. So after I found out, I called him and said, guess what? You know, so because uh, he'd forgotten the date, like he, you know, he was busy here at home helping yeah. the, the kids, you know, in school. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great moment. That's exciting. Well, congratulations. It was such a great book. If anyone on here listening hasn't read it, please, I'll have the links down in the show notes so that people can go out and buy both of your books. Both of them are wonderful. Tell me about your second book. And 
tell me about the process of writing it, the story that came along with it. Just talk me through that second book because second books aren't so easy, I Mm. hear, for people to write. So just tell me about that process of how you um, overcame the thought of a sophomore book, the second (laughs) book coming out and actually overcame it and wrote it. Okay. Um, for me, it was just the difficulty was getting started um, because I still had a long time coming at the time, you know, I was still working so hard on getting an agent, you know, getting it published and it had been, you know, years and I'd just been moving a comma every, you know, other day, just, just working it and finally getting that advice that you need to move on. You need to move on to other work and and listen for what God has for you to say. And it's not all about this book and not putting life and your, you know, your writing and your calling on hold for this book. And I think for so long that I felt like that's what, like that one book was what the Lord wanted me to work on. Um, And I hadn't thought beyond it. Like it really wasn't something I had thought, thought about. And then one Sunday we were living in New Jersey at the time. Um, There was a guest pastor at our church. Um, We were, um, doing home church, you know, before it was cool to do home church, you know, this year, now it's cool. to. <laughs> <laughs> so we were doing home church and we were watching, <laughs> yeah, um, a sermon um, from our, the the pastor and, um, and he spoke about, you know, Esau's coming and he was talking about our past and talking about, you know, some of the consequences of just different things coming, you know, we would have to face those at some point. And it, you know, that's what inspired the story about Maxine until I want no more. And so I just started writing. And this was a few years ago, about, uh, I guess, three, four years ago. And so I finally started writing something else. And it was freeing, you know, to finally be able to move past this book that, you know, I hadn't, you know, I didn't, I hadn't. I don't know, sent out into the world yet. It's just hard to do that. It's kind of like when you know, we're homeschooling and um, you have, I have my oldest and say he hasn't graduated yet or he hasn't, you know, moved on to college. How can I start preparing the second one to go? To, well, you have to. That's what you do. You prepare them all. And so um, that's what I did. So I, I wrote it. And actually, when I met Cynthia and we were talking about the books, I could actually say, yes, I do have the second, you know, book. And we talked about that idea. And it was, it was good that I had that. Cynthia is your agent. Yes. 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 So, um, so yeah, I, it was great that I had that idea and it was already in the works and yeah. And so this past year we were moving and, and lots of transition from New Jersey to North Carolina. So, what a blessing it was that, you know, I wasn't starting fresh with something I could, you know, just keep with that. So a long time coming was the first to be published, but then here comes till I want no more, which had a totally different title yeah, at the time. So, um, but the Lord just worked with that, like, you know, over that year of this is, um, that I, I don't know, that faith that you have of just, you know, wanting from God and being filled by him. And um, yes, we have dreams and we have, you know, these feelings of not being enough, but God, you know, makes it enough and he is more than enough. And that's um, where you still have dreams and still have things that you want from him, but you have him. So that's, you know, where that title came from. 
That is really cool. It's funny how, you know, you talk about three or four years um, that you were writing a book. Your first book was a lot longer in the process of writing. And um, I remember from our last interview, you just don't wake up one morning and write a book and it's published (laughs) next week. Right. It's Some people a- do. I don't know. I don't know. I, I keep hearing that. Like I've written 50,000 words and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I have written 50,000 words, but how many of those words are good words? Yeah. You know, I can write a whole lot of words, yeah. but how many of yeah. good? the process of editing and processing and yeah. all of that, it's sort of finding your footing in the middle of, of all of that to in the process of getting a book finally on the shelf three, mm-hmm. four years later. Where do you think that um, the Lord's really taught you about overcoming those feelings of inadequacy or um, just not ready for a next step? You know, you're talking about kids going to college. You're talking about change. You guys packed mm-hmm. up and moved from New Jersey to North Carolina. All of that change. How? What is something that you feel like the Lord's taught you about finding your footing and all that? That He's the rock, like He's my sure footing. Um, I've usually take a lot of responsibility for how things get done or it won't get done without me or, you know, the, even with homeschooling and now I have these two or three full-time jobs, you know, social media specialist yeah. and <laughs> writer and, you know, homeschooling Publicist, mom and yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so taking, realizing, okay, God is going to do that. You know, and every day and talking with you earlier, every day it's a new day of, okay, Lord, how do I lay this down? You know, and so that's where he's teaching me like every minute that he has that responsibility. It is his job. It is his call on my life. And um, I don't have to do it. I'm not doing it. It's him. You know, God is doing it. But it's still it's every day. It's, it's hard not feeling enough or not feeling like I, I can't do it. So, um, because I want to do it well, you know, and I want to do, as we said, the right thing and, and, and I'm responsible for, you know, these little people, you know, not so little people. That's how I feel that I'm responsible for making sure they get, but it's, you know, it's the Lord. So I just have to keep my eyes, you know, stayed on him and remember that, um, this word that he's giving me, it will, he will finish it. You know, he will finish what he's called me to do. So. That's really good. And sometimes we have to do it even if it is hard, right? In yes. All of even, even if, did you say if? Even when. <laughs> <laughs> even when it's hard, we have to Yeah, yeah. That's just such yeah. an act of obedience and submission, isn't it? That submitting yeah. to what the Lord's asking you to do next. And yeah, um, what's it that is trust and trust. yeah, so many stepping out on that faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me about your second book, Till I Want No More. Tell me a little bit about it, um, the premise of it, what you're hoping that readers really gain from the book. No spoiler alerts or anything, but... <laughs> I won't mention the spaceship. Oops. That's really hard for me. I know. It's really hard for me not to ask questions that I know yeah. about the book that I want. And, right. You know what I mean? So um, what are some of the things, what's something that you want readers to get out of the second book? Give me the premise of the book and, and what you want them to get out of it. 
Well, the story focuses on Maxine. Again, it's a family drama. You know, I'm, I live family, breathe family. So my books are going to reflect, you know, my, my life in that way, not necessarily the specific stories. It is fiction, but, um, but Maxine, she's a young woman about to get married and she believes that, um, she can, get through by doing like her faith is about doing and, you know, improving, proving her worthiness. And so it's the book follows the process, I guess, of where she has to learn, you know, about that God has done enough. He has done the work and he makes her, you know, enough. Um, She has a secret that uh, she's carried with her most of her adult life. And so for me, that secret, well, we might not all have the same secrets. We do have burdens that we carry. And um, there's a there's something in the story that represents the burdens that we all carry and that we try to hide from other people that we need to let down and we need to share and um, to let God carry for us. So um, she has to go through that process of, of realizing that. So that's really what the story is about and what I hope people will take away from it that, um, that yes, we are flawed, but we, you know, God loves us and he made us and designed us just as we are. Yeah. And who's your favorite character in this book? Um, I love her mother. (laughs) Um, There's a character called JD who I think is, you know, great. Like, I don't know, like it's each of them represents someone different for me. Um, but, um, and Maxine, I mean, of course, I mean, she's whiny like I am. Um, (laughs) and I had (laughs) a reviewer who talked about, well, you know, there's some younger people who seem more mature than Maxine. I'm like, yeah, that's me. You know, like I'm sure that at times my 15 year old, um, has more faith in her little finger than, than I do. And they have held up all these little mirrors for me to remind me, you know, to, to trust and to believe. And so, Yeah. Yeah, there's some, you know, different parts of me throughout. That's really exciting. So tell me about your blog. Are you still blogging over on on your trying blog? Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah mommy concentrated. To. Yeah. Yeah. So our <laughs> kids end up being, I believe, our biggest teachers and speaking more wisdom into our lives. Like you said, that yes. mirror, they put that mirror up to you. And yes. Um, and I know on your blog you really talk a lot about faith family. And tell me about your blog and how that has changed yeah. over time. Well, you know, at the very beginning when I was trying to get a long time coming published and, you know, you get that wonderful, you need a platform, you know, those, that dreaded word. And so I thought, you know, what, what, how do I do that? And so I thought, you know, what can I talk about that I know most about? And for me, it was, you know, my faith in my family and, but trying and showing how, um, you know, I don't get it right and we're not perfect but this is, you know, who God is, you know, for, for us and with us. And this is what it looks like. This is what homeschooling looks like. This is what real life looks like. It's not pretty. Um, and that's what I write about my fiction as well. There are no pat endings, you know, cause every day it's not going to be. And then we, you know, then we did the calculus problem. No, like and then they fun. broke the vase. Yeah. <laughs> but this is how I saw God in that, you know? So that's what I blog about. Like, this is, I see the Lord in this situation day to day, you know, I feel like my faith is, um, a friend of mine, we talked about it about it's in the trenches, you know, our faith in the trenches. And so that's what, you know, mothering and teaching, that's what it's all about. And, um, 
That's what I blog about. I write about. And we talk about those mirrors. Um, if you think about like when you go those long ago days and we could go to the, to the mall, right. And those wonderful mirrors that would catch every side, you know, not always your best side, right. That's no. <laughs> my little people. They hold up those <laughs> three way or seven way mirrors, right. Yeah. Who, um, and they don't always reveal my best side, but you know, the lumps and the, you know, it's, it's all the stuff I don't want to see. When you say that about the um, mirrors, I have a friend that podcasts also, and she does video for a podcast. And a lot of times she will blow dry and flat iron the front and curl the front of her hair uh-huh. and leave the back of her hair a mess. And <laughs> I said, man, if I tried to do that, if my you kids turn. were around, they'd be calling me out like, mom, look at the back of your head. Like I might be all pretty up front, but they're yes. going to tell me what's in the back side. <laughs> Yes. Don't look at the polka dot pajamas on the bottom that don't match the striped shirt. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, <with> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how we've transitioned now too with Zoom. I think everybody's Zooming or doing some video yeah. now. And it's amazing how we've had to try another change, another transition that we've had to adapt to. Yeah. And that's yeah. really life. And that's one of the things I think I love about your book is it isn't you know, they met, they loved, it's forever happiness. It mm-hmm. is life. It is yeah. life circumstances. And there's some hard stuff and there's some blessings and there's some, you know, it's just the Lord is just throughout your writing. Mm. And um, it's it's really, it's an honor to write what you, to read what you write oh. for the Lord. It, it really you. is. Thank it's you. beautiful to see what you do. And of course, they're based in North Carolina. So yes. there's a little yeah. bit of rooted you know, family for me in that. So, or based all Southern stuff. So there's some <laughs> stuff I read that I'm like, I get that. I understand that. So thank you for pouring your heart out and, and writing it because it is a beautiful experience to read it. Thank you for and reading as it. I said before, we're going to have all the links to Robin's um, books and everything in the show notes. So you'll be able to get them there. What are you writing right now, Robin? What is your, I know you just had a book come out in February. So what, yeah. what's next? Right. What's next? Well, I have a third book that's due this summer. So pray for me, please. I'm praying. <laughs> I'm praying. <laughs> please pray. Um, so that's uh, due to the publisher this summer and it's uh, due out next year in 2022. And um, it's also set here in North Carolina, but a different area. And it's about um, another family, but um, covering the issues of some of the things that we don't, um, our hidden thoughts and those things that need to, that God knows all about, but what we may not reveal to uh, even our family, the pressure we put on um, our sons and daughters to be who we want them to be mm-hmm. and not appreciating them for, you know, for who they are. Um, but just those hidden thoughts and um that need to kind of come out to light so that's also our relationships there's so much going on in the world right now right and so just our interpersonal relationships and things that we don't show to friends and people different colors or cultures or you know and and that life of faith and faith doesn't allow you to do that so um so just trying to live openly you know, with our family, with other people, um, to love as God loves us. So it, that's that's really what this third book is about. 
Well, I'm excited already that there's yeah, a third book coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. On again next year when you're. <laughs> That'll be great. That'll be great. It's so fun when I think about the first podcast that I did with you. And I think it was the very first one I'd ever done. So, yeah. and I think we had, you know, a couple glitches with the the Wi-Fi. We were living yeah. in this rental. And so it was just, and I remember thinking, I'm just going to die right here. So well, I didn't die. I didn't die. No. And you came back again. <laughs> back. You invited me back. That's the yes. thing. <laughs> I did. I oh, did. Oh, no, thank you. I, I'm very excited that you are already in the process of writing another book because that just, I, I hate finishing books sometimes because I'm like, I want another one. I want another one. <laughs> oh, I'm so, glad, glad um, to hear that. It's very, very, very fun to know that you're still allowing the Lord to pour through you out into words, into the world to um, encourage all of us in our imperfections, not to stay mm. in the imperfection, right? To move forward with the Lord. And I really do appreciate that about you. And I love the culture that you pull into it, that Southern culture, the language isn't perfectly written. It's how we talk. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. It's our it, love it, language. <laughs> it, it is. It's that home. It, it's like home cooking here in that home language, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. As we start to close, I want to ask one last question. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give mm. to someone who's in the middle of a life change and feel inadequate, unwise, or unprepared? Mm. Think about the changes you've been through in life. And what would you say to them? Just trust God. Um as you know, we've talked about, there's so many different things I've had to learn, new dif- you know, different skills and just totally getting out of my comfort zone. Um, and this year I thought, okay, we'll be, we'll be home for a year. I can do that. I'm a homebody. But even here, it's just been so many things that have taken me out of that shallow end of, I guess, my faith and throw me just head first. Got my hair wet, which I don't like getting my hair wet, you know, just into the deep end and where I've had to trust him because it's he's doing it um, and um, getting help, getting advice, willing to learn from these different situations, learning from apparent rejection from the quietness, you know, that you can get that silence that um, doesn't necessarily mean rejection, but, you know, just silence and just working in the waiting. And um, so it's just really trusting the Lord for the message that he's giving you and to continue working and um, just willing to do something different and to learn from, from that. Um, because I don't know if it's my age or whatever, but I like to do things a certain way or not do things a certain way. And, you know, having kids makes you a little bit more flexible, appreciating difference and getting help and, you know, looking at, you know, with my, you know, with my kids and they've taught me so much and show me what I can't do. And they've also learned, you know, the, the benefits of helping, you know, and, oh, mom, she might know, you know, her vocabulary might be wonderful, but she really can't, you know, do Instagram. You know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> you know, being willing to ask for help and see that, okay, it doesn't, may not be the way that I do it, but it's, I'm just grateful for learning, you know, gratitude and, and all of this, the differences and all of the, um, uh, 
the different spots I guess I've been put into. So don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and, and learn and grow. And I don't know, shake yourself off, dry yourself off, yeah. blow your hair dry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a lot I'm sorry I feel like oh no, it was a... really good you can teach an old dog new tricks if the old dog wants to learn right and, right and that is doesn't the Lord make us grow yeah by putting us out of our comfort zone yeah because if we only sat on the couch and ate potato chips waiting for the Lord to move in and through yeah. our lives that's a potato chip Christian, not a <laughs> real Christian, you yeah. know, and that yeah. bag of Lay's ends at some point, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> bag of chips ends and God's still not moving because yeah. you've gotten up and moved. And that, um, I think is, is <laughs> we have to be ready in those uncomfortable areas, like you said, and trusting him that yeah. he put us there and we're there for a reason and really seeing that's really good. I like that it's answer. It's humbling. It's humbling because I think, you know, with with the other books, I thought, okay, I did this. You know, in some ways. I mean, you don't I yeah. think consciously yeah. think that, you know, or it's because of this certain process or I've had this certain time or the certain way I've done it. Right. And when you get put into a different situation, you realize, no, I didn't do that at all. It wasn't because I did, you know, one, two, and three. It was because God did that. And now he's going to do this new thing. You know, like he said in his word, I've, I'm going to do a new thing. So we just have to be, you know, ready to accept that new thing. And that's it. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much. I thank you for being you. here with us once again, Robin W. Pearson. All of her information will <laughs> Thanks be- Thanks for remembering the W, yay. <laughs> there you go. I want to make sure I get it in there so they know exactly where to find you. Thank you. There are a few Robin Pearsons out there, but Robin W. Pearson, we got you tagged. You're right there. Yay. <laughs> they're going to find you well, and all of her information will be in the show notes. And I thank you, Robin. Thank you for sharing your heart. You have such thank a beautiful you. heart for the Lord. And oh, I just, thank you. It's an honor to have you here with us. And thank you listeners for listening. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life, one step, one decision, and one action at a time. Thank you for joining us today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. I hope you're back next week for another episode. Also, can I ask you to help out with the show? Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and leave an honest review so that I can thank you for it when you write it. Also, thank you in advance for that review. Sign up for the Daily Devotion email. You'll get a bit of morning sunshine in your inbox Monday through Friday. You can find a link in the show notes. I promise no spam, just Jesus and me. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to do. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.